Welcome to the Ad Heart Podcast, the podcast that inspires heart-first living. This is where you'll get practical tools to reduce stress, inspire creative action, and energize your personal growth momentum, along with ways to apply these tools. And now, here's your host, Deborah Rosman. Welcome to the Ad Heart Podcast, inspiring forward movement and heart-powered intention. I'm Deborah Rosman, your host, and I'm delighted to be able to share with you this Ad Heart podcast topic, an awakening of heart, a new opportunity for humanity. You know, since the pandemic, there's been an increased focus and acceptance of mental health issues. They are more common. They need to be cared for. There's been a twofold increase in anxiety, depression, and people feeling hopeless about the future. And you see athletes, Simone Biles, Naomi Osaka coming out on mental health issues, making it more acceptable for everyone to acknowledge challenges and to get help. And that's one aspect, that compassion of an awakening of heart. The other aspect is during the pandemic, many people reevaluated their priorities. They connected with deeper values regarding their relationships with family and work, and as a result, became more optimistic about the future. A 2021 Harris poll reported sweeping research suggests the future is bright and we're rethinking, resetting, and reimagining our futures for the better. Hope and optimism are increasing. Connections with friends and family are strengthening and we're pre-prioritizing towards what matters to us most. My guest this month is Howard Martin, Executive Vice President of HeartMath Incorporated and producer of the online video learning program, The HeartMath Experience, as well as co-author with myself, Doc Childry and Roland McCready of HeartMath, of the just released new edition of Heart Intelligence, connecting with the intuitive guidance of the heart, updated for these times. Howard and I will talk about this awakening of heart that's occurring throughout the world and often not even seen in the news. But there's a new opportunity we have right now amidst all the turmoil and polarization, economic challenges, a new opportunity to sustain this awakening of compassion and heart connection. And hopefully without needing a pandemic, disasters, or other stressors to motivate us to connect with the heart. Welcome, Howard. It's great to have you here. Deborah, thank you so much. I'm very, very happy to be a part of this podcast uh, today. This is always a great opportunity to do one of the things that I love to do the most, which is to share what I can uh, about an understanding of heart and the intelligence of the heart uh, with people, hopefully to make their lives a little bit easier. So glad to be with you today. Howard, how do you see this awakening of heart being sustained without having to have constant ongoing chaos and stressors? Well, that's a good question. I think that, you know, at times when we have a lot of stressors, when there's, you know, when there's catastrophic events of various kinds, people naturally do turn to their heart to find answers to challenges that seem to have no answers. And when they 
do that, they very often find a sense of comfort, a sense of self-security, sometimes new insights, new awareness, new intuitive insights, for example, that allow people to see hopeful possibilities. But you're right, after the crisis is over, things try to go back to normal. They sort of go back to the same patterns and people lose that connection. But one thing they never lose is the memory of what they got when they did slow down and go to their heart. They have that memory. They have that understanding of the times, you know, when they did that, that something good happened. So I think that what is happening to many people, and we do see the polarizations, we do see all the, you know, the mental health issues, things that you talked about just a minute ago. But there's a new sort of, I will just call it baseline emerging, where people are more naturally you know, going to a more heart-based approach to dealing with things. For many people, they're just tired of the conflict. They're tired of the discord. They're tired of the, all that backing back and forth that seems to be going on that we are exposed to in uh, news media each and every day. You know, you say something that's interesting. People are worn out from all that as well as the pandemic and this time. But, you know, in our deeper heart, more of us are sensing that nothing's really going to change until we can start to put our heart first, like that reference point you talked about, that memory of, of awakening when we were all in lockdown and all we had was each other. It's, it, I think that does create a memory. And at the same time, more people are realizing this doesn't make sense what's going on. And really, that's why the new edition of our book has a new subtitle, Heart Intelligence, Connecting with the Heart's Intuitive Guidance for Effective Choices and Solutions. You know, so many people have, I hear, have brain fog, they're indecision, they don't know what's happening with an uncertain future. We really need a reference inside for our own lives to make better choices and discover solutions. And the caring and the genuine heart connections not only to me, are what essential to offset stress accumulation and the anxiety, but they actually clear the mind. They actually enable us caring, kindness, genuine connection to have more effective reasoning and therefore access more clarity and intuition to make intelligent choices and solutions for our personal challenges and hopefully our social and global challenge as well. How do you see the connection between heart qualities and more intelligent choices and solutions? Well, you know, the, bringing heart qualities to the forefront of living has been talked about for thousands of years. So people kind of get it at one level. But during these times, many more people are sort of what I'll just call waking up to that fact that there's something to be gained from being appreciative rather than, you know, complaining. There's something to be gained from being kinder to other people, from learning to make the efforts to get along better with one another. But there's a benefit to that. There's a reward in that. What I see beyond the media and I see in the interactions I have with others and I see it, you know, in places all around the world is that hundreds of millions of people are in this waking up phase right now. Uh, and they are realizing that there's a better way to do things. And very often, whether they call it heart or heart qualities or not, it's manifesting more of those type of, uh, of patterns within themselves that leads to greater fulfillment. So it becomes to them being uh, 
let's just call it their own self-scientists. You know, when they begin to change attitudes, beliefs, patterns, they begin to treat themselves and others differently. Life starts to reward in a different way. And sooner or later, they make the connection between the two. <laughs> and yeah. the connection is really strong. You know, it becomes they wake up to the connection that, you know, this is a better way to live right now. And I don't have to be as hardcore and as judgmental and as polarized as I once was. And that didn't seem to work out too well. Let's try something different. So for no other reason, you know, it's kind of like at the point now where people realize they have to do something different and um, making choices that are more heart directed is, uh, is a way in which many people are finding new fulfillment. Well, it's interesting what you were just saying, because I know for myself, when I choose the heart directed choices, I get an inner confirmation and it feels better, but also it feels right. And when I don't, I get sort of feedback in my system that feels awkward or uncomfortable or stressed. And it seems like we have these go, no go signals inside. And yet at the same time, a lot of people are scared to trust their heart. You know, they may feel that following their heart got them into trouble, they got hurt, or they're not sure of what their heart is saying is really the right way to go, is really the wisdom or intuitive guidance. And it's interesting because we say each person's heart's intuitive guidance or heart intelligence can help them connect to their higher choices and untapped potentials. And yet there's this dichotomy of a lot of people are scared to connect with the heart or trust in their heart, even though we say that following your heart is going to connect you more with your real self. How do you see people handling that dichotomy? Well, I think, yeah, to some degree, people may be afraid of following the heart. They're basing heart on some older pattern or older association to heart. You know, maybe a more sentimental heart, maybe one that they associate with falling in love and it not working out. But there's this other kind of heart that people are getting onto right now. It's more solid. It's got a, a real sort of bottom line, you know, uh, taking care of and taking care of business approach to it. And I think that's what people are finding. And it's easier to trust that one. You know, it's easier to trust a heart that begins to, to feel right, begins to feel like that you're coming into making decisions and coming up with solutions that do produce more benefit. So it becomes a trial and error process. But when people really start making that deeper connection with what we call heart here at HeartMath, uh, the differences in the quality of their life are what confirms. And those differences in the quality of life begin to add up over time. And then, you know, it becomes the simple mathematics, one plus one, you know, equals two kind of a thing. You know, if I do this more, um, I'll get more benefit. And so over time, that trust, as you call it, is built of listening to and following the heart. Um, in my own life, I can say that there have been many times when there were decisions I had to make about the directions I needed to go in my life that, that my my personality didn't want to do, uh, but I felt something deeper and I felt like I had to make a choice, a different choice instead. It was more of a heart directed choice. And I went ahead and did it. I stepped into it and I did it. And then I looked at that over time and realized, well, that was a really important choice. And it led me in a really important direction. So over time, I learned that when I run into situations today, where I'm confronted with making a choice that I'm not necessarily pleased about having to make. <laughs> it doesn't suit my preference at the time. It doesn't suit, suit the, the personality needs that I have. I've learned to go ahead and make it anyway. 
Because what I have seen in my life over time is that every single time that I've made a choice, a deeper choice, and listened to and followed a more of a heart-based intuitive prompting, that it worked out really well for me. So that's what's led me to trusting, so to speak, my heart a bit more, is I've seen the results over time. And that's it takes that type of confirmation, I think, for people to, um, to take that next step in learning to listen to and follow the heart and then acting on it. No, that's very well said. It's certainly been my experience, too. And I think that's part of the roadmap. We all travel from head to heart. You know, there's an old Indian saying that the longest journey a person will ever take is the journey from their head to the heart, even though the heart's only about, you know, 16 inches underneath our brain. It's all about how the human system functions optimally. And it certainly is going back to the heart to get that connection that can then facilitate our higher mind to untap potentials, to come up with intuition and higher choices. And that's really why we wrote the book, Heart Intelligence, and really why um, we wanted to update it for these times, because it provides not only inspiration and understanding from the four authors' experiences, but a lot of wisdom in Doc Childry's chapters from his 20, 30 years of what he learned can help build that confidence and trust in the heart. And we provide in the book a number of exercises, techniques, tools, if you will, that are really important for these times, like the power of pause, just being able to pause and shift to the heart and be patient for a moment or two can allow that connection to hear the heart's guidance or sense it or feel it. Whereas usually we're running so rapidly in the mind, we don't pause. And even if we're meditating, we don't always go more genuinely enough to the heart to just be there to allow the heart's intelligence to make itself known. So there's a lot of exercises in the heart intelligence, the new edition, some new exercises um, for us to be able to utilize, especially in this time of rapid change. And, you know, from my experience, I was one who was brought up in a very intellectual family, yet I always followed some inner signal since the childhood of guiding me. And, you know, I came to understand that was my heart. But when my emotions mixed with my heart, so to speak, in college, and I fell in love and got hurt like so many people have that rite of passage, you start to wonder if you shouldn't rely more on your mind and intellect to protect yourself. And I think we all go through phases of that, and some of us get stuck there and really become cerebral. And the combination of opening the heart, reopening it, is something that, like you said, you become a self-scientist. You actually practice that shift to the heart and begin to take steps, try it out. And like stepping your toe in the water and then on your leg in, and then pretty soon you're swimming. And that's what I think a lot of people's experience of learning to trust their heart is. And as you said, 
the heart awakening that's going on now is really about another aspect of heart, of really understanding connection and the need. And the opportunity for humanity right now is there's just a wave of heart. As people connect more, that confirmation gets stronger and stronger. And I think that's very exciting for people because people want it. They, they want to hope. They want the heart qualities, even if they don't know exactly how to activate them. Let me just make a comment on the last thing you said. People want it. That's true. They sometimes want it because life is so tough that they just can't take much more stress and, and change. But they want it for different reasons. I think deep down, each and every one of us, each and every human being wants to feel cared for. We want to feel loved. We want to feel those type of qualities that come from what we generically call heart. And that's what people really want. And people are recognizing that more now. If you look at some of the the situations that are happening today with people uh, changing careers, leaving jobs, saying, I'm not going to do this anymore. What they're saying is I want a different quality of life. I want a life that has more ease in it, more flow in it. These are hard qualities, right? And that's what people are wanting. They're longing for that. And so this, this inner longing is drawing in new understandings about what is what people are capable of and the abilities they have to overcome challenges. And I think the, a lot of the things like the pandemic, for example, has proven to people that they are more resilient than they thought, that they were able to, to make changes and overcome some of the challenges associated with the pandemic. So there's this longing and then there's this emerging that's all happening at the same time. In the middle of that, you got the news and the polarization and the conflict and all the challenges that we face as a global society. It comes down to making choices. Which way do we want to go? The old way or the new way? Do we want to approach the situation the same way we did before? Or are we open to new possibilities? Yes, we do need logic. Yes, we do need good minds. But it's also important that we get a second opinion from time to time. And that's where the heart comes in, is to, to take a step back, to pause, and to, to take a, another look, another angle of view on how we want to handle something. Everything is from as simple as what to eat next to a conversation that we need to have with someone to a major situation like a change of job or change of where we live or those kind of things. All that eventually adds up. And what I'm seeing is there's a global momentum of heart opening in the world today. Uh, despite the changes th that are creating uh, the stress for people, this other momentum is also happening and it's advancing humanity and advancing society. So I remain very optimistic and very hopeful about what I see. I think we're moving in the right direction. I think we are, we are creating a new world in the midst of the old one. Uh, and down the road, we're going to see a very different way in which this world operates and in the quality of life for every single human being and every living system on this planet. And that's what keeps me excited and optimistic and happy about being on something like this podcast with you today, Deborah. Oh, I love that, Howard. Well, you know, one other thing that in addition to all you said, which keeps me excited too, it's an adventure, is watching the unfoldment of this, even in the regular news that doesn't report all of the wonderful awakenings and acts of kindness, we hear more about the problems. There is an awakening that even comes in there as people go, we don't want this political polarization anymore. We don't want um, war there's a waking up that a lot of that stuff's outmoded. It's outdated, even though the new hasn't emerged yet. 
But the power of the collective, and certainly some of the HeartMath Institute research is showing the power of our energetic interconnectivity can really accelerate positive change. And that's part of what these Ad Heart podcasts are about as well. We close with a collective heart-focused meditation and build a reservoir of heart energy that we can each draw from as needed. That's the power of the collective is to create a reservoir together to facilitate each other. And by adding more care, kindness, heart connections, we put out a more coherent energy field. And any of us can tap into that when we feel stressed or overwhelmed or anxious or depressed. The ups and downs of life today, we can tap into that as needed to help us access our heart's intelligence, our intuitive guidance for direction, for clearer thinking. So let's do that. Let's, um, let's close with a heart meditation to energize our commitment to heart qualities, which means adding more conscious care, kindness, appreciation, love, heart connections with others, and stepping into that to create more connection with our heart's intuitive guidance for clearer thinking and effective choices and solutions. And as we do this, we'll build a reservoir of heart energy that we can each draw from as needed over the next month as we practice this exercise. So let's focus our attention in the heart and just breathe in the feeling of kindness or appreciation for someone or something in your life. Be a person, a pet, time in nature, whatever helps you connect more deeply with your heart. Ask yourself, where in your life would you like more heart intelligence, more intuitive guidance in health issues, relationship, work, something else? Once you identify some area, radiate heart qualities into that intention, care, compassion for yourself, love. Just radiate heart energy into your heart's desire to draw intuitive guidance.
Now let's visualize together co-creating a reservoir of heart energy that we can each access as needed to amplify our heart's intuitive connection. Visualize what it could mean for society to create a collective energy reservoir of heart. Just expand that to the whole world. Now let's close by holding in our heart with genuine compassion all who are experiencing mental health issues, anxiety, depression, or hopelessness during these uncertain times. Thank you for participating in this heart meditation and this podcast with us. Howard, any last words? Just like to say this. Um, I want to thank you, the person that's been uh, listening to our podcast for your time and attention and that, uh, you know, you recognize you're a good person doing really the best you can and sometimes an often challenging world, but you got your own best friend to help you and it's called heart. So in closing, I'd just like to say that, um, 
I hope you'll please take care of yourself and that you'll also take care of others. Thank you, Howard. And for those of you interested in this new release, it's just come out of Heart Intelligence with the new exercises and new edition for, updated for these times about heart-based living. You can get it at any of the HeartMath websites. And our next podcast will launch on Tuesday, March 15th at 11 a.m. Pacific time. In the meantime, a lot of love and care to all of you. And let's just keep adding heart to this world, to our own lives, and awakening our heart and the heart of humanity. Take care. Thank you for listening to the Ad Heart Podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch the latest episodes. If you're wanting even more heart-inspired content, Find us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Clubhouse, and LinkedIn. Look for HeartMath and also the HeartMath Institute. Both organizations are committed to helping activate the heart of humanity.